Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. -er. If you're looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Let's Get Sensory Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey, occupational therapist, sensory specialist, last but definitely not least proud adhd -er. So this past weekend, it was a holiday weekend here and had some family in town. So a lot of fun, a lot of good nervous system recharging, spending time with family. And I also did the Peachtree Road Race, which is the world's largest 10K. This was my second time doing this, and this year there were over 50,000 people at this race. So as you can imagine, it is an extremely sensory overloading event, which you would think that in that case it wouldn't be my thing, but I loved every second of it, especially just because... It was my kind of crowded sensory event where we are doing like the whole regulating activities. In this case, you know, walking and running the whole time. So extremely regulating in that sense and getting all of that sensory input. And I, of course, had my Bluetooth headphones to help me block out the noise. And also this part, I feel like also is like the most special part. Um, for me, but really just being an empath, everyone's emotions there is like very exciting, very happy. It's a really fun energy to feel as a collective and to be a part of. And so it's so funny because earlier that week, I actually went to an event of maybe a hundred people and I had eaten some strawberries before that I think had gone bad a little bit. So I went in feeling just a tad bit queasy, just a little bit off, but of course with my sensitivities, I felt this like times 10, so it shifted me very quickly into sensory overload once I got into that event. And they actually had a live band, which you know, I love my live music, but this live band I could tell was starting to feel a little bit too loud where you can really feel the music and not in a good sense, which is like for me, one of my big signs of sensory overload is when the sound starts feeling painful and I started feeling just a bit of anxiety and I was like, okay, sensory overload is coming. So I did one of my go-to public sensory strategies of just going to the bathroom for a minute to kind of get that sensory reboot, recharge, wash my face with cold water. But yeah, it's sensitive. Senses are so interesting because you put me at like one of my favorite concerts and I can do crowds of music all day long, but other sensory overloading events, I'm like, mm, that's a little too much. So just the life of living with those sensory contradictions. But anyways, I am super excited for today's episode. It is something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but for a long time was kind of like, oh, well, no one really wants to hear about that. And like, oh, the people pleasing, like what are people going to think? And the fear of being super vulnerable on here, which if you listen to the last couple episodes, you know that with this new season of Let's Get Sensory, 
it's all about really opening up with you all and really being more vulnerable, pushing myself to see how much more vulnerable can I be, not just for you, but for me too. There's really so much power and this like healing impact of being vulnerable. So I had a lot of other ideas and pretty much was like, okay, forget it. Like this is actually what I want to talk about this week. So here we go. And I want to preface this with no matter who you are and what you believe that this is for everyone and is likely going to be very different than what you're expecting. I am a strong believer in living a life that fits you. You know this, I preach this on my Instagram, on my podcasts, like all the time. So there's absolutely no judgment coming from me, coming from my end, and hopefully you'll do the same. But even if you don't, the beauty in all the self-esteem and trauma work that I've done is that I know that I'm going to be okay no matter what. I've been in places where I was my own biggest bully for a long time. Like no one thought meaner thoughts toward myself than I did, which was pretty much ongoing, constant, that bullying, that self-bullying. So now to be in a place of no longer caring, of feeling this carefreeness that I hadn't felt in a really long time before, before all of this. And if you feel a little triggered hearing that first off, you are absolutely not alone. I know I felt extremely triggered and so jealous of just seeing any carefree people who had it like quote unquote easy. And a lot of this was happening subconsciously, like didn't even like realize that I was triggered, didn't even realize that I was jealous because there is this point I really didn't think that was possible for me to be that carefree and to live that carefree life even though I wanted it so badly. And so if you're feeling any jealousy, any feelings at all, first off, I want to validate your emotions because I know firsthand how freaking hard it can be when you are living in chronic fight or flight. So especially like if you are driving solo right now, if you're feeling any type of frustration, maybe it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but just feeling frustrated in general, like maybe try screaming right now and just letting it out. Just letting all of those emotions out and instead of suppressing it all down. Like that is something I do regularly, particularly in the car when I'm alone is one of my favorite spots to do this, one of my favorite times to do this, is just letting out any built up tension or frustration. And it feels so good if you haven't done this before. Try it and just like feel, you'll literally feel that release, that nervous system release. So after you've screamed and after you've let it all out, I want you to know and remember that feeling of carefreeness, of no longer worrying what others think is totally possible for you too. And to listen past that voice in your head saying, no way is that possible for you. If you have any of that negative self-talk going on in your head right now, being like, yeah, right. And instead of listening to that voice, that teeny tiny whisper in your head, if you listen closely telling you that like, we can do this, 
I am freaking worthy of a carefree, anxiety-free life. So actually inside a sensory therapy retreat, my monthly membership for highly sensitive souls like myself and for other practitioners who work with us sensitive souls and neurodivergence, inside the membership every month we have exciting workshops and exciting live events and therapy sessions. And so this month we actually have two exciting workshops. So we have one exciting workshop, which is all about sensory strategies for kids, learning my formula. And that workshop is on the 29th, July 29th. And then we'll also are having an unmasking workshop on July 13th. So coming up very soon, which I am so excited for the both of these. So inside the unmasking workshop, I'm holding a healing sensory trauma session like no other. So together, I'm going to help you really work on peeling back the layers and unmasking that true essence of who you are and rewriting that story, that rewriting that nervous system story, that healing story that no longer serves you. In this workshop, we're going to dive deep into the heart of people-pleasing, like really getting to the root of what people-pleasing is and the guilt hangovers that often come with it. And I'll guide you through powerful techniques, sensory tools to break free from this cycle and to really step into your authenticity, to own who you are and embrace the path of the worthiness that you are so deserving of. It is going to be an extremely special live workshop and therapy session. And for those of you that aren't sensory retreaters, that aren't in part of the membership yet, you can still join by purchasing workshop only tickets. So the tickets to this workshop right now are only $39 and we'll be increasing to $197 after the workshop. And your ticket comes with, of course, a ticket to the workshop, a therapy workbook, and also a few more surprises you'll see inside the online portal. And you can save your seat by purchasing your workshop-only ticket or becoming a sensory retreater. If you're looking for the full sensory trauma healing guided experience, that membership, that community. So you can find all the links and details to register in the show notes. So sensitivity, religion, spirituality, the good, the bad. I'm going to tell you what I believe at the end. And there's a good chance it will surprise you. So... Where do I even begin? So you probably already knew, because I talk about it all the time, that I'm Jamaican and that both my parents are from Jamaica. And so one thing about Jamaica is that it is a predominantly Christian country. So my grandma was actually a pastor in Jamaica, like both grandparents, like very heavily in the church. And I actually went to a Christian school for elementary, middle school, where we had Bible classes every day. We had chapel, the whole nine yards. And also, side note, I was also one of like two or three black students in my grade. It was also a really small school, so the classes weren't really that big to begin with. As you probably guessed, there were, you know, a lot of benefits to going to a Christian school and then also a lot of challenges to going to a Christian school. And so just starting off with some of those benefits, there were a lot of things looking back that I'm so grateful for, like specifically when it comes to religion and actually not really religion as much as faith and believing in something or anything because faith is really what helps us to feel safe and helps us 
our nervous system to feel secure. You know, that's like what our nervous system craves so much. The opposite of anxiety is that feeling of safety and security. And so faith can be so helpful in helping us really regulate our nervous system. So growing up a very dysregulated child with, you know, all these sensory sensitivities, having no idea what was happening in my body. And like I've shared a lot of my difficulties and challenges as a child, I am very grateful that I had Christianity to be one of those like nervous system tools at the time, having something to believe in and to help me know and believe that, you know, everything was going to be okay during my hardest times, during those moments during my childhood where I felt so scared, where I was living in that constant fight or flight to help me feel supported and to help me feel like someone was looking out for me and even just like learning about angels and that we have angels watching over us and God watching over us. I think back to some of those moments like in church during the praise portion of some of those moments where I felt just like so hopeful during my childhood, just so supported and seen during my childhood. But also during the same time, I also experienced a lot of shame and judgment within the Christian community. So from people and adults that I looked up to, you know, especially when you're a child, you're looking up to adults in a religion as being like the closest with God or knowing about God the most. And I remember just feeling a lot of shame and judgment for like what I would wear, for what I did as someone with a sensitive nervous system who's experiencing constant fight or flight and just living with this huge weight of a dysregulated nervous system, I grew desperate for any way to turn it off, even for a second to just get a break. So like many of us with sensitive nervous systems, we are at risk, at a higher risk for substance abuse for that very reason. And so I started experimenting at a very early age And I remember just feeling this enormous amount of shame and judgment, which would end up to me eventually, not just because of the experimentation, and it was because a lot of little things just built up over time, and just a lot of just those moments of feeling shame and judgment from the community at that time. And so I remember just walking away, or like, not that it was a specific moment where I was like, I am done, but shifting gradually, just like shifting farther and farther away from the Christian community. And not that I was like, okay, I am agnostic, I'm atheist, I'm not Christian anymore, but I just felt the strong resistance, just like kind of like that was just pushing me farther and farther away from Christianity, from God. And I remember even back then, I remember someone saying, that religions actually bring more people apart than it brings people together. And I remember that just like this feeling of anger towards Christianity, supposed to bring us comfort, bring us peace and support, and instead, you know, brought us difficulty, brought us feeling of shame, that feeling of shame that is very dysregulating, that feeling of shame that is very hard to carry, especially when you are have a very sensitive nervous system as it is. So as I started growing farther and farther away from the church and from Christianity, I started putting my beliefs in other things. I would put my belief in, you know, some good things, some not so good things, 
And some of those things were like things that I had always believed, but grew to even stronger beliefs, even more so during that time, like my belief in what others think and that being the most important thing. And my belief in escaping and numbing, my belief that a boy would solve all of my problems, my belief that the world was out to get me, and all of these different beliefs. And during this time, this was also where my rebel phase turned into my hippie phase. So then after that, my belief started shifting again, and my belief started turning and shifting towards, you know, my belief in nature and my belief that nature is healing, my beliefs that food is healing and movement is healing. And my beliefs were, you know, became a little bit more hopeful. But I also remember watching and becoming obsessed with documentaries like, okay, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, Fed Up, you remember those or some of those other ones like Super Size Me, obsessed with like Planet Earth documentaries. And so instead of like devotions and church, it was health books and sensory books and therapy books and nature books, et cetera, et cetera. And even though at that time I wasn't super clear about what I believed in, like if you would have asked me then, I would have been like, I have no idea what I believe in even though I still had these strong beliefs, but you would ask me and I'd been like, no idea, or maybe not really anything right now, or because I was such a massive people pleaser back then too, my belief uh, was in making others people happy and that their needs come before mine. So back then I probably would have just told you whatever I thought you wanted to hear. And so the thing is, is we always have our beliefs. Even though I wasn't a quote-unquote Christian believer at that time, I was just a different kind of believer. And what we believe in has a huge impact on our nervous system. So I'm gonna repeat this one more time because it's really important. What we believe in has a huge impact on our nervous system. So I'm absolutely not here to tell you what to believe. Not at all. It's actually the complete opposite of that. So if you're feeling triggered, I promise no matter what you believe in, you'll want to know this. But before I finish my story, the other thing to know about our nervous system is that when we feel regulated, we feel safe, we feel secure, we feel held, we feel supported, we feel protected. And one of the most beautiful things about religion is that they help us feel these things. It helps, gives us these resources, these practices, these tools, all of these different tools. Like I view church, devotionals, temples, spiritual ceremonies, all of it, whatever that may be, is just powerful nervous system tools powerful healing tools. They all help heal our nervous system and to help to regulate our nervous system. But for many of us, at first I felt very alone in this because a lot of times these experiences feel so personal and we don't really open up and have these vulnerable conversations as often as we should. But I know for me, when I was going through that really confused period where I thought, like Christianity brought me so much peace, so much hope, also was bringing me so much pain, brought me so much feelings of judgment and shame, something that I was already experiencing enough on, on my own living with dysregulated nervous system as a child, a teen, young adult. And eventually the pain was just all too much and I left. And during those times, after I left and I grew farther apart, 
I would seek glimpses of God, a higher power, the universe, whatever resonates the most for you. I would see glimpses of God. Now looking back, I'm like, okay, God never left. But like being introduced to sensory therapy or being introduced to the hippie lifestyle or finding God through nature. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But I would continue to see all of these little nudges and I was never fully closed off. I was still a little bit open. So I would see all of these little signs popping out everywhere. And finally, one day, I was going through this huge life transition. I had just gone through a breakup. I had not too long before just graduated from college, where right after college, I moved to Jamaica. At this point, I had just moved back from Jamaica back to the States. So huge culture shift again there, breakup, all of these different big life changes happening at once. And so it was in that moment, and it was actually a full moon that night, and I was living with three of my friends at the time, and for some reason, very 22 of us, we were outside listening to Harvest Moon by Neil Young, sober, but dancing in the parking lot of our apartment under the full moon which we were talking about that carefree feeling. You want to feel a dose of that carefreeness? Go find a place outside to dance in nature or even just in your living room after this. It's one of those memories that I'll never forget and it was such a simple but powerful moment of my life just under that full moon with zero pressure, no judgments from the Karens at the Christian school or what will my parents think or this or that. You know, I had been separate from that community for so long that I was so far from that judgment after having that, you know, quote unquote little break. So free from all the judgments, free from all the pressure. And I was just like, God, if you're there, please help me. And I hadn't talked to God like this and or at all in a really long time and so all of a sudden at this moment I decided to go from being just a tiny bit open to just really opening myself up and all of a sudden you know all of those subtle signs that I looking back I can see all of a sudden all those sudden signs turned into big signs and that night I ended up going to sleep in having an extremely vivid dream. And I remember hearing this voice as clear as day telling me that everything had been handled and verbatim, word for word. I remember hearing everything is going to be okay. And not just like a subtle, like everything's gonna be okay, but like everything is going to be okay. And at that moment, my huge, heavy, like full length mirror came crashing down with the largest thud and I have had this mirror or I ended up having this mirror for a decade this was the only time it ever fell from my wall and I actually just ended up letting it go after my most recent move I kept it with me through so many different homes and I've moved so many times like the last eight years like an unreal amount could never let go of that mirror until recently but that was the only time it ever fell. And when it did, I jumped straight up in my bed after hearing that voice and like experiencing that super vivid dream and that crash, like right, it was like, everything is going to be okay, crash at that moment and just jumping straight up out of my bed like a movie. The whole moment just felt so surreal. And a little while after, I actually ended up 
getting the only tattoo I would ever get, or I guess never say never, but like the tattoo is a picture of the moon or a moon on my ankle to remember this moment. It's one of those moments that provides me so much peace, comfort, and regulation and healing, even just thinking about it. And again, for the third time, this isn't a come to Jesus moment, not even in the slightest. It's a personalize your faith moment. It's a personalize your beliefs moment. Your beliefs can be religious or not. It can be whatever you want. I thought there were all these rules behind what you have to believe, what religion is, but really is it is as simple as believing what you want. And I think for those of us with sensitive nervous systems, beliefs are so powerful and are so healing. So personalizing it to be a faith or belief that you find comfort in is my recommendation to you. Once I let go of the concept that there had to be rules, these strict rules that I had to live by that were already laid out to a T, it allowed my beliefs and my faith to expand farther than I ever thought was possible. And I went to a Christian school for nine years being preached to about Christianity every day, and I still didn't think this level of faith was possible. And my faith grew. As my faith grew, my nervous system grew stronger and stronger. I talk about so many different tools, strategies, sensory therapy, trauma therapy, somatic therapy, all these different things. And finally, I was like, why the heck am I gatekeeping this and not talking about it at all? Not that I was like gatekeeping it, but like, why am I staying silent on one of my favorite, the best nervous system regulation tools there is, which is faith. Like whatever you believe in, this is your reminder that faith is healing from a scientific standpoint. Faith heals our nervous system and strengthens our nervous system. And that is with any type of faith. It's not to say that, you know, Christianity is the best or Buddhism is the best for your nervous system. It's about finding that belief system that resonates the most to you. For me, I believe in God. I love going to church and I find a lot of healing and praise and worship and devotions. I also love going to the monastery. I love going and visiting this Buddhist temple where we have a lesson. They start you off with the lesson and then guide you through meditation. If you're in Atlanta, it's in Brickhaven on Dresden Road and is amazing. I also love going to spiritual ceremonies like cacao ceremonies and other types of ceremonies. And mostly what my faith looks like most days is just regular conversations with God. I used to think that prayers were like for before dinner, before bed, these specific times of the day. And now I view prayer as less formal and just my everyday chatting with God in those moments where I'm feeling dysregulated in all moments, moments where I'm feeling regulated and grateful. And just once I release the pressure and rules surrounding religion as the sensitive soul and demand avoidant person I am, as when I release that pressure to do this and to do it just like this, this allowed me to create a whole new definition to the term faith and belief and what being a believer is. And if you're wondering where sensory trauma therapy came from, it was through co-creation with God. Through a lot of uncoincidental coincidences, I was introduced to different modalities, different books through most and for most of my life, through all of these different things. I was able to see all of these different patterns and see everything through a very unique lens. And again, I'm not saying 
that at all my belief is superior. It's absolutely not, but it is superior for me and for anyone and for my nervous system and for anyone feeling dysregulated, struggling with fight or flight. One of the best nervous system strategies, one of the all-time best therapies there is, is faith. Not just any type of faith, but the kind of faith, belief, that system that feels best to you. So if maybe you were like me, being a demand avoidant, highly sensitive person who just felt just resistance in a certain religion or when trying, or maybe that you haven't really tried it, religion or faith or anything like that beforehand, no matter where you are and just feel like you're struggling with a dysregulated nervous system, you know, I have lots of different strategies and tools is religion and faith and just really, you know, writing no matter what you believe in right now, like what are the things that you believe most in right now? Is it family? Is it like, what are your main belief systems? Just because know that whatever your main belief systems are, that is like what is really being driving force of security of safety to your nervous system. Maybe it is being like, okay, living by this specific set of terms and being told I need to do it this way that didn't resonate with me but maybe if i tried to look at it and do it my own way maybe i should give that a try and see if that resonates with me if that brings you know more comfort and security and hope to my nervous system and just by knowing that it has that beliefs religion spirituality all of those can be so incredibly healing for our nervous systems and is one of the just best tools there is, one of the most powerful tools there are. I think that, you know, sensory trauma therapy, all of those things are really important. If I have one tool that I would recommend, it would be faith. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever that definition is for you, finding and getting clear on what you believe in and what your beliefs are. And so just remembering that for a lot of us, because I know for me, like I like to know like, where's the science? I need to know that this will help. If that is the case, know that from a sensory perspective, faith is what helps us feel safe, secure. And so that goes to help us feel unregulated through those sensory overloading moments, through all the different moments. I just wanna thank you so much for being here to listening to this very different type of episode. I love you so much and I'm so excited for this new chapter where I'm just gonna keep on being vulnerable with you all, opening up, just being honest, being mean, authentic, who I am, the real me. So if you had any aha moments, any thoughts about today's episode, I would love to hear about it along with nervous systems and sensory therapy. I love to geek out on spirituality, religion, and learning from everyone's experiences. I really and truly believe that we all have such unique experiences and journeys and we can all learn from each other. So I just want to thank you for joining this very special episode. I'm so happy that you're here, come say hi to me on Instagram at sensory underscore therapist and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review and send me a screenshot for a free sensory surprise gift. I will see you all next Tuesday. Love you guys. Bye.